This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. never been a human being who was more wrong, more imperfect, more messed up, more sinful than Saul of Tarsus. And Saul says, God saved me and recreated me. He says, I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm no longer Saul of Tarsus. I'm Paul the Apostle. And he did that in my life so that you would know you're not beyond his grace. The Apostle Paul came to a point in his life when he no longer allowed himself to be identified as Saul of Tarsus, the one who persecuted the church. When Jesus intervenes in our lives, we no longer need to be reminded of the person we used to be. The Bible says that we are now new creations in Christ Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise, and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he's praying. And in a vision he's seen a man named Ananias coming in, putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. So he takes Paul Now this transition in identity is just beginning. He doesn't know everything, but he knows he's been wrong about a lot of stuff. And he's completely disconcerted, and he begins crying out, what do I need to do? Well, you need to go into Damascus and and chill. That's what you need to do. And you'll be told what to do next. And so he goes there, and he shows some wisdom. He's fasting and praying. He's crying out to the Father. We don't know the content of the prayer, but we do know that the Lord showed him, I'm going to send a man named Ananias. I love that. The name Ananias means God is gracious. There's a clue there. He doesn't send a man whose name means God is holy and just. He sends a man whose name is God is gracious. And he, he shows Saul as he's praying, as he's fasting, that there's a man whose name means God is gracious is, is going to come and, and tell you about the next steps. He's going to explain some stuff to you. He's going to lay hands on you and you'll receive your physical sight back. But isn't it a beautiful thing? Isn't it an incredible thing that God takes this man who is so convinced, listen to me, so convinced of what he knows, so clear, he's, he's clear, he's 
absolutely certain that what he sees is true and right and correct and appropriate. And so God blinds him physically and wakes him up to the reality that he's been wrong. God blinds him physically so that he can give him sight spiritually in a vision. In the midst of his blindness, Paul sees. You follow my train of thought? Sometimes that's what. Sometimes he has to do radical things in our lives. Sometimes he has to take us to those places, face down in the dirt, blind and confused, to give us sight, to release us into that which he has for us spiritually. I mean, here he takes him in. You know, Saul says later under the, under the, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul tells us that he was the very worst human being ever to live. We read it and think he's being, you know, it's figurative when Paul says he was the chief among sinners. No, 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 it's literal. God Almighty affirms that there's never been a human being who was more wrong, more imperfect, more messed up, more sinful than Saul of Tarsus. And Saul says, God saved me and recreated me. He says, I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm no longer Saul of Tarsus. I'm Paul the Apostle. And he did that in my life so that you would know you're not beyond His grace. That's what the Scripture says. You know, I've encountered people. Maybe some of you think that way. You just don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've been guilty of. There's no way God could ever forgive me. I've had people tell me, you know, I'm trying to live a good life. I'm doing the best. I know He could never forgive me. But, you know, I had a young lady in this church tell me a number of years ago, Robert, you just don't know what I've done. You don't understand. God could never forgive me. And I said, no, you, you don't understand. He's already forgiven the worst human. And he says he did that so that you would know you're not beyond forgiveness. He took the chief among sinners and made him the chief teacher of Christians. It's an amazing expression of His grace and mercy that He did that. So it's, a, it's a wonder of His grace. And, and I love, you know, I'm encouraged with Ananias' response too. Here's this guy, we have no clue who he was. All we know, you know, he worked a job. He, he probably raised a family. He's an average guy living nearby. But he, we know that he spent time with the Lord because God didn't have to blind him to get his attention. The Lord just spoke to him. He gave him a vision, apparently in, a, in the regular course of his prayer time, or, or maybe you know the, during his day, whatever, God speaks to him and says, Ananias, I got a job for you. There's a man named Saul from Tarsus. He's praying. And in a vision, he's seen a man named Ananias coming in, putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias, verse 13, answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much harm he's done to your saints in Jerusalem. And, and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. Ananias says, wait, wait a minute, Lord. I mean, couldn't we start small? But the Lord said to him, go, for he's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way, entered the house, and laying his hands on him, listen to this, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came, 
has sent me, that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. All of a sudden, he's hanging out, enjoying the hospitality of those he came to murder. That's repentance. All of a sudden, you're having dinner with the people you came to kill. They know it, and you know it. That's remarkable. Amazing demonstration of the grace and mercy of God. And and again, try to put yourself in His place. This place of bewilderment. He still doesn't understand everything. He He had to have been asking Himself the question, how could I have missed this? How could I have been so wrong? I've got the best education possible. The University of Tarsus. Not making that up, by the way. It apparently was one of the finest educational institutions in the world in that region. Educated as a young man from probably the age of 13 or so for about seven or eight years under Gamaliel, the best Hebrew teacher, the preeminent rabbi of his day. Paul had the best education a man in his part of the world could have. He was an Orthodox rabbi. He was a member of the governing council, a Pharisee among Pharisees, he would later say. He knew that he knew what he knew, and he was wrong. He was wrong. And now as he's grappling with that, as he's utterly humiliated before his God, not knowing what to expect, what do you want me to do? Go wait in Damascus, and I'll tell you. And the first words that he hears piercing through the prayer and the fasting from a man whose name means God is gracious, he hears Brother Saul. God sent me so that you can receive your sight and be immersed in the Holy Spirit. Wow. It's it's amazing. Some of you need Him to do that in your life. And the thing is, He's no less willing than he was for this murderer of Christians, the chief sinner of human history. He's no less willing to do it in your life. All you have to do is ask. Main Thing Radio is the daily radio ministry of Robert Fountain, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Miami Beach, Florida. Robert is currently teaching through the book of Acts. This book is grand central station for how the church should function today. In it, we see the fledgling first century church learn what it means to walk in the new covenant that Jesus provided. Now here's Tracy with some information about how you can connect with us online. Most of us use Facebook and Twitter at least once a day. Please check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information on everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for that information, Tracy. We do encourage you to visit MainThingRadio.com for all of our social media links. 
we'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider making a secure donation to help support the ongoing expansion of Main Thing Radio. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues through the Book of Acts, right here on Main Thing Radio.